0: Everybody in together, this is Rooster and the Devil We just like Harry King, cause we on a different level delli with the pass, Harry with the goal Just like that, we up 1-0 And the rest of the first half, we pressing and pressing Hit the crossbar twice, kept the defense guessing But the second half, defined by stagnation as Southampton, fought to get away from relegation In the 76th Tied it up, Yeet. Then five minutes later, Ward got a set piece. All right, so I want to get going with some hot takes. Some hot, hot takes. Some hot takes, hot takes. Uh, Steaming men, hot. Men's national team released their roster for the March friendly break, international break. Tim Ream earned a spot. Earned <laughs> a spot. Jim?
1: Tim uh, Ream. It is so like wildly like it's so wildly disappointing, right? So we've been we've been covering the Premier League now for the last nine weeks, but you know, we've all of us have been watching all season. Um, and we've harped on the fact that Fulham has yet to record a clean sheet and their defence is essentially just awful. And the centerpiece of this awful defense is the one and only Tim Ream. Um, and somehow his ineptitude has earned him a call up and it's extremely frustrating it's either it's either fr- uh, really frustrating or really an indictment of what we have as far as center backs available for the men's national team um you know i th- i felt like i didn't see cameron carter vickers name on there but he's been having a good season on loan um i thought that he would have warranted a call up especially if we're having an eye towards you know the future um and and it's and I hope it proves me wrong. And, and and really, I guess in the end of the day, this is is for a another camp where it's just um, exhibition. But it's the last opportunity before uh, the first competition, which is the Gold Cup coming in the summer, and the first opportunity for Halter to hold to call up anybody he wants to, and he calls up Tim Ream. Um So it, mm-hmm. disappointing. It's yep. Disappointing. There's plenty
0: in defense out there other than Timothy. Thirty one year old Reem. Like, why are you calling old people to this camp, you fucking moron?
2: Anywho. You know what's interesting too if you look at um I pulled this while we were chatting, but if you look at the most goals allowed in a, <laughs> in a Premier League season, um the record is Derby County, sadly in 2007 2008 and that's with 38 matches the most was 100 by swindon town in 93 94 but that's with 42 matches um and that's 25 years ago but 38 um match season 89 goals and fulham right now with eight to go is on 68 goals so it's possible are
0: they giving up more goals than man city's gonna score this year
2: Uh, Man City has 79 goals for. Interesting race. Yeah. Interesting race. They're way behind. They got to catch up. They got to give up some more.
0: Another hot, hot take. Schalke lost 7-0 to Man City, which equals Bundesliga is shit.
2: (laughs) uh, As you get down the table, I think Jim has mentioned this before, but those top couple of squads are pretty good. I mean, you, you can't. You can't. Dick your way through the group stage. You have to have some good performances, but, you know, that was disgraceful. Bundesliga, yeah. Dortmund and Bayern Munich, maybe Leverkusen occasionally, uh, Jim. Who else? I mean,
1: you've, you, you named some of the hot ones. I mean, really, it's been Munich has won, I want to say, seven years in a row. So it is, it is dominated by Bayern. Um, I think Dortmund was the last one to win other than them. Um, Wolfsburg has had a couple of good runs, um, but they were lower down. So, it is kind of, and, and I guess, uh, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, Red Bull has been good the last couple of years. But it's it's really Munich's and a lot of other teams.
0: Leipzig, Leipzig. 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 Tyler Adams. Tyler Adams. Tyler Adams. Which, the midfield yeah. for the U.S. men's national team looks very solid. Pulisic, Tyler Adams, McKenney, and I don't remember the fourth one, but. Not Some that field. you're happy
2: with, right? Yeah, not happy absolutely. with Tim, uh, Tim Ream, but and then do we get to the forwards yet?
0: The forwards are all MLS guys. Uh, Bradley is the other yeah. midfielder, though.
2: Well, I told I, mm-hmm. I, I, I told you guys Bradley's uh, going to be involved.
1: Like, yeah. yeah, not surprising. Mentorship. I don't want to
0: get too involved in U.S. Men's National Team this week because we do have a guest yeah, an lined an up guest. for next week. Well done, week. That's a, true. A self-proclaimed we'll expert. Care, Another hot hot take coming at you. Another hot hot take. Juventus went up 3-0 over Atletico Madrid today to take the Champions League leg. Ronaldo scored a hat trick. Ronaldo, the greatest scorer of all time.
1: Yes or no? Scorer? Uh, I, I know mean, how Jim feels. You guys know that I have a soft spot for him. Um, I feel like he's one of my own. Like we got him young at, at United, and he grew there before.
0: You bought him young. Hey. You Soft you spot, bottom young. young from Portugal. Why is he one of your own? Uh, where did he come before that? The club.
1: But he did come professionally from Portugal. Um, but
2: it was a uh, Douchebag yes, United. Douchebag United <laughs> is
1: where we got him from. Uh, no, he, so. he did great things, and I, I and he got us our uh, the last time we won the Champions League was with him in the roster. So I have uh, obviously love for him. Um, and if you ask me on the Ronaldo, Messi debate, I'm always going to choose Ronaldo. Um, it's because it's because wow, I'm, I'm I not very biased that. and I'm not oh, yeah. taking anything away from Messi like I watch Messi highlights all the time they're incredible but um, I love Ronaldo so I am I'm happy for him
2: Michael who
1: you got
0: it's clear to me that Ronaldo is the better gore, goal scorer scar, and uh, Messi is just a little maestro dancing fool beautiful man on the field I, actually I Messy for me, messy,
1: all day. But by the way, before we get too far away from it, let me just qualify that uh, Schalke is 14th right now in the Bundesliga in the table. So they they have they right. have six they Last have six season. wins all season in the Bundesliga in 25 games. So it's not like they've been tearing it up domestically either. So it's not it's not fair to be a total indictment of of the Bundesliga that would be
0: equivalent to crystal palace <laughs> playing in champions league which i venture a guess would not go uh, very well no. all right That's enough fair. hot hot takes we have a couple of cold cold takes uh, i got
2: messy by the way sorry I didn't ask you <clears throat> Overall, Brad, tell me you're why fine. i i don't think it's uh even can be a conversation and I can see both sides, but I just really dislike Ronaldo's personality. So that's enough to knock him down. And Messi, I think produces more like things. I never thought you would have done in that moment moments. Whereas Ronaldo is dependable as fuck. Like he, he's way more athletic and, and crafty and all that stuff. And, and better than Harry Kane. But I think of Harry, like Harry's like, I will get ball in net. That what I do that's what ronaldo does and he still does amazing athletic feats um, but messi i think is more of like a a maestro or a, a mozart where it's it's flowing it's beautiful it's crafty and tricky whereas ronaldo's just well it a has to be
1: though right cuz messi's 5-4 like he is he like it's incredible no like the the quickness his first touch is undoubtedly the best i've ever seen in my entire life like old people like it like the yeah. the amount of space he creates him for himself in like a flash is amazing. And I think what the difference is is and, and he scores a lot of goals and makes a lot of assists and Ronaldo scores a lot of goals, but his is more like power, right? Like speed, like physical ability, um, you know, just a driving shot, like that's what you see like that's where the difference are, differences are. I think that if you went pure statistically, it's it's hard to argue against Messi. Um, but just if I'm watching the game and I'm uh, and, I, and I'm counting on a on a player to score a goal, I see it as Ronaldo versus Messi. Yeah, Re- I agree.
2: Ronaldo before agree this that.
0: game yesterday invited all of his family and friends and told the Juventus supporters that there will be a comeback. It'll be a special night, and then he goes out and scores yeah. a hat trick yeah. to get the like game. a boss. It's he, well. impressive
1: that he's still doing it at his age. Like he's coming up on 34. Um like he definitely isn't yeah. what he was, you know, in his heyday, um he, like Man United Real Madrid days, but he can still get it done when it's when it's called upon. So
2: amazing, truly amazing. I see Ronaldo is Megatron and Messi's Jerry Rice. That's my comparison.
0: Yes, there it is.
2: You heard it here first. All right, now to the Premier
0: League because we have disappointment all around on the podcast. Um, That's true. Let's start with the game that happened first, Tottenham, Southampton.
2: Brad? Yeah, Southampton uh, played a good match, even when Spurs were humming in the first half, and they were. They weren't clinical. Harry missed two or three. He should have had a hat trick legitimately. And when you're watching that first half, you're going, oh, this is easy. There will be plenty more chances, and then... They dried up in the second half, and Southampton made it count, man, and they're in a relegation fight. So I know Pochettino was calling everybody arrogant after the game. Uh, maybe fair, maybe not. They've got two weeks off. They're practicing in Barcelona right now, so hopefully get everyone rested. But, yeah, very disappointing. Uh, can't do that. And now the top four is two, two spots available from four squads, so it's going to be a battle to the end.
0: Yeah, it was uh, disappointing. Like you said, you said it perfectly first half. Pressing like crazy, hit the crossbar twice. Although I did really like Deli Alley to Harry Kane,
2: that was, a great that was sexy yeah. again.
0: Yeah, yep.
2: such a good connection, man. And yeah. in the they end, connection. Uh,
0: the Arsenal win over Man United was good for us because we're still up by one point, still hanging on to third there. So,
1: a couple weeks off could do them good. I was say, just 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 uh, I I didn't actually get to watch the Tottenham South uh, Southampton game. Um, I was say the only parallel that I thought was interesting. Is that the two players that scored against Man United the week before were the exact same two players that scored against you guys? Um, obviously, not like the both the goals that we got scored against were just like uh, were wonder goals. Um, not to take anything away from the goals that they scored against you guys, um, but it was interesting.
0: Yeah. WordPress, WordPress. You should have seen really, the free was kick it, man. Was yeah. Another free kick, two in, in a row.
1: I, I told, it was I told no you guys, kick. Guys, it looked eerily similar to the one against that you guys. He came up as a free kick specialist, so I'm not, I'm not surprised.
2: Yeah, they said it right before he scored the goal too. They were ta- they were praising him. He's a little wizard with the
1: free kick. It
0: was a nice Good for goal. him, man.
2: It's fun to watch, but Tottenham was no,
1: no energy. It's crazy energy. You know, I did watch. I did watch the first like thirty minutes where I did see the Kane goal, and I had to leave after that. So um, I was surprised. I was I was surprised when I saw nice the final goal. score. Um, it was a really nice sure. goal. I love yeah, Harry. Absolutely. You know, it's
0: funny, the uh, the outro song, I started writing in the first half of that game, and it was like, Harry Kane, his goals are insane, and all this stuff, and then they ended up losing, <laughs> and I deleted that all, so it'll never never get Out married. of sadness. <laughs> it was sad, I couldn't, couldn't right. finish it.
2: <laughs> That's what she yes. said. So, Jim, United-Arsenal, obviously yes. the bigger matchup. I watched oh. the entire match. I didn't think that United looked... That poor uh, Arsenal had a lot of possession, but United I, I had some chances. I think
1: the um, one of the like you talk about pivotal moments um, uh, early in the first half, uh, Luke Shaw hit a beautiful bending cross into Lukaku at the six yard line, and he caught it kind of on the half volley and hit it down into the ground, bounced up, hit it off the crossbar from inside the six. Should have been a finish, um, uh, you know, a clinical finisher would have finished that. But that would have taken us up one nothing. That would have changed the whole, you know, um, direction of the game, I think. Because um, we did have chances throughout the game, but it um, kind of set the tone for us not finishing. Um, you know, later on, obviously, the, the Shaka goal. Um, I think that there's been lots of conversation. I mean, we even had a conversation text-wise when it happened about whether or not it was just a gnarly hit or if De Gea um might have committed a Howler and I think it's a little bit of both. I mean it was it was moving. If you watch it, it was moving and I think Solskjaer trying to defend and tried it tried to defend De Gea. But honestly, De Gea shouldn't have been that wrong footed. It wasn't like it was, you know, just a like a, a blast. It wasn't like the goal against Southampton the week before where it got beat by speed. It just completely misread it and uh, you know, it was it should have been closed down Lots of, lots of places that just out before that, but I thought that that goal was weak on Deja's part, and I don't call him out for much because he makes us look good a lot of the time. Um, you know, We had some other opportunities. Fred hit the post um, towards the end of the first half. Would have brought us back into it. Uh, yeah, and Tyndall's right. We did have some opportunities throughout the game. Arsenal did dominate the possession. Um, they played very well. They really did. I think that you know, in the run of the game, they played very well. They created opportunities for themselves. Um, the uh, the PK in the second half um, It's a call you get in the modern day Premier League But I mean I don't think you would ask anybody who watches soccer regularly And anyone would tell you that I mean it was soft It, 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 was, it was incredibly soft But it was a call that's made I, I don't know that it would even change uh, In a VAR world I don't know that they would have enough to reverse it no, he did make contact with him, but
2: yeah. Oh man, yeah. contact! It's come on. Yeah, I. And well, I, it's,
0: whatever. He did the same little wonky run up again yeah. that he did against Whoa. Tottenham. This time he converted. It was Whoa. not a great penalty either. That was Well, right down well the here's middle, the thing. Like, so against slow.
1: Tottenham, it will say there's a difference he between uh, Yoris and De Gea's approach to the PK, right? So De uh, Yoris waited and. Waited for him to kick it because all that Aubameyang likes to do is um, is read the goalie. So the reason that slow run up is is mm. he's waiting for the goalie to make the first move and he'll just kind of tap it the other way. Whereas you know, sure. De Gea blinked and dove. Yoris did not blink. He waited for him to hit it and it's soft. You know, you know, not softly, but like it rolled enough for an easy save for Yoris. And that sure. that was the difference. And mm. you saw you saw De Gea's reaction after it went in. You know, he got like so pissed at himself because he knew that that's what he was looking for. And that's – I mean, if you look at PK, he basically passed it down the middle. Um, so it's – Yep. it It, it's, it yep. is a guessing game. Um, I've I played goalie. I It is incredibly difficult to try to judge what you want to do. And you have to, like, commit – you have to commit to sure. what you're going to do before the guy even comes up to the ball. Because most of those guys are so good, like, that – you can't be reactionary all the time. It's not, you know, it's not a. You're gonna lose most of the time if you're reactionary. You have to be. I'm gonna go sell out one way or the other, or sell out to whatever I'm doing, in order to make a save. Otherwise, I'm gonna miss it. And uh, unfortunately, missed it. Two nothing. Uh, you know, Arsenal deserved the win. We yep. we missed the opportunities. Um, I, I saw Babel was you know ragging on Fred for his performance. Um, I actually. Yeah, I actually didn't I think disagree he with that him. poorly. I think yeah. he earned the right to start after the PSG game. Um, considering the injuries as well, I thought it was uh, the right choice. Um, yeah, I, I make no excuses injury-wise. We had a good team out there, and we had opportunities. We didn't finish, and it, it sucks. Arsenal goes back above us to fourth. Um, we had an opportunity to pull even on points, at least with you guys um, at Tottenham, if we had gotten the job done. Um the race to the top four is there. I mean, what are we talking about now? Between third and sixth, we're talking about what four points? Between Tottenham, Arsenal, Manchester, and yeah. Chelsea. So it sets up for an awesome chase to the end.
2: And Chelsea has a game yeah. in hand. It sets up for. Well.
1: It sets up for a great. Chase. I, I am. I am looking forward to the last uh, ten games. Right, is that what we're looking at now. Less than eight. Eight games. Oh, gosh, eight. yeah. It's mm, so sad. Yeah. Chelsea
2: on twenty nine. Yeah, but Michael, here's the thing about the about the Premier League that we mentioned: the summer is short as fuck. You get done with matches in May, June, July. Boom, August. Premier League, motherfucker. It's only two months off. And it's pretty good. And then they it's come. Pretty good. They And all then you got, got International Champions Cup. You know, you They got all got come and visit the states pre-season. too. They're like, hey, the Spurs are going to Asia. I think fans. this well, this uh, United's summer, United's unfortunately. Overseas. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, the summer games are not that great anyway. To go watch them practice, it's like 100 bucks. It's like, what?
2: I'd go. I'd go if they were in the States this I saw year. Barca and Real
0: in D.C. a few years ago. That's right. I remember sweet. seeing Iniesta up close. And Did you see
2: Wayne Rooney? Did you see him?
0: I'm going to see Wayne Rooney around town. I'm, I'm going to see him. And when what are I, you going to
2: say to him, Michael? What's your entry? What's your opening line to Wayne fucking Rooney? I guess
0: I would just be like, hey, Wayne, mind if I grab you a beer? Perfect, that'll work. And a then pint. drive you home so you don't drive around
1: the streets. You fucking psycho! <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: Amazing, amazing. Anyway. I
1: will. I will. Uh, I would like to go see Wayne Rooney. I'm gonna try to find a DC United game. So like, I made a pilgrimage to Chicago last year to see Zlatan, and if I can, I'm gonna try to see Zlatan again this year. But I'm also hoping to see. I'm also come yeah, stay by me. We'll have to come from a local podcast. Um,
0: you know, I've been dying to go to a DC Magic for years, and I just never You've get never around been? to it. Never. I've been Let's do it this them.
2: summer, man. I'm in.
1: All right. Come on down. 100. 100. Before my wife kicks out another kid, and
2: then I, and then I never leave the house. Ooh. Right.
0: Dagger. Mm-hmm. Two children. It,
2: it was fun seeing Zlatan, I gotta say. It was an awful day. It was like 35 degrees and sleeting in Chicago Ugh. and we drank beer in the parking lot. Uh, it was amazing. And Zlatan one won nil. the match, 1-0. He scored yeah. the header. It was fucking sweet, man. Apparently, Very the cool. DC
0: United tailgates are pretty fun. So, I bet. Yeah. Worth a try. I'd say so. I did actually see them in a US Open Cup in like a 4,000 capacity stadium after I was playing yeah, soccer like wild. right there. Yeah. Very cool. They they played the you Union. But that's irrelevant. I, I, so let's I was gonna move
1: say just a quick hitter. I saw, I, I I'll i never remember who it was. I saw someone on Twitter, um, like a week or two ago. They were pissed that Atlanta United played at like a smaller venue away from, uh, away from Mercedes-Benz Stadium because there was like a monster truck rally going on there, and they were talking about like, oh, that's disrespectful, blah blah blah. And all I can think of is like. Man, if if you think that's disrespectful, you should think about the the fact that MLS allows professional soccer teams to play professional games on turf. Like that's disrespectful. Like like find a grass fucking yeah. field. Like that that pisses me off to no end.
2: Find a grass fucking field.
1: <laughs> There's been more <laughs> f bombs in this episode already. It's, it's been good. It's, it's all so, the
2: whiskey. Hey, United thread, right? United thread. We finished on United. Do we get a chance to talk about the oh, comeback? No, we did not for United cuz that ah. is freaking insane and huge and fun awesome yeah. I said it I was an advocate I said it's possible I've been saying it's possible It's not impossible I, to I believe a that you it's crazy, more man.
1: than I did um you know I watched up to like the 82nd minute and um I was I was home alone with my daughter and we were getting ready to go somewhere and I was like all right this is like the second half like the the first the first two goals, like the the first half, was good. You know, we got up to two one lead. Um, you know, and really, I can't believe you turned it off. You turned. it I off. I did. I quit. I was. I was. <sighs> uh, I didn't believe. I didn't believe in Ollie time. I didn't believe it was the same, it, it could be possible the same way Fergie time was. Um, Smeagol Sh- Sch- well, will show you the um, way. Yes. But I mean, honestly, like they won. They won three to one. But it, like, like again, statistically, they had no business. Like. I think at one point in like the eight, like when I turned it off, PSG had something like eighty percent, yes, something like eighty percent possession. Uh, They had most of the shots. You know, I think United had five shots on goal and three, or five shots on goal and three goals, which is just a crazy uh, conversion rate. They got lucky on the uh, Buffon. Dumping uh, a shot you shouldn't have. I mean, and yeah, they got lucky yeah, on a bad two, pass. Getting a Rebound. goal in the
0: two minutes immediately changed. That. It did,
1: and it, it really did. Lukaku. And I'm, I, I think that I, I still maintain what I texted you guys. I'm still stunned. I really am. I, it, it's, it's dreamland. So. Um, I think that it really took the sting off of the fact that we lost to Arsenal on Sunday. The fact that, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we're into the quarterfinals now for the Champions League. We're playing against Wolves this weekend in the FA Cup. Uh, so it's it I, I still am fully entrenched in wanting to make sure that we try to get the top four. But it's also like, well maybe now we'll, you know, maybe we like see who we're playing in the Champions League. Maybe we can focus on it. Or if we beat Wolves this weekend, you know, maybe we go for like an FA Cup so there's there's opportunities and it's all you really want as a as a as a football club right as a supporter it's just the opportunity to win and when your team puts yourself into that kind of situation it's just fun especially when you don't feel like you should be there and I don't like I didn't feel like Man United was there but like now that we're there like hell I want a ninety fourth minute yeah hell penalty now, it, was, now, it was now that I'm there I want I want to play yeah absolutely Marcus Rashford mm-hmm. just just drilling one. Uh, you know, if I wanted to, uh, pick somebody to hit my worst enemy in a game of asses up, which, uh, is a soccer, like a, a soccer I've game. I've heard of this game. Uh, it's, it's a sorry essentially the, the gist of it is, you know, that somebody has to stand in the goal, bent over with their ass up and the other person needs to take a, like, a rip at them. I would if I That's if fun. I got to pick my worst enemy to be the person bent over the goal, I would pick Mar- Marcus Rashford to hit the shot into his ass. Because they they uh, guy can hit a ball so hard. Um it's unbelievable. Shout out Rorta. Yeah, uh <laughs> definitely. Aaron Rorta of uh, uh I don't know, middle of nowhere now I don't know where he lives. Fantasy football fame. Yes, there we go. Yeah. Uh
0: so what I thought was strange about the week as a soccer fan, was how high of a high the Champions League was, and then hop over to the Premier League. Same week, but three, four days later, such a low-low. It, uh, it was a fun week in that respect.
2: Ups and downs in different competitions, that's, that's what makes it fun. And Tottenham, the Tottenham game was interesting, too. So they had
0: a 3-0 lead going over to Dortmund, and Dortmund came out looking dangerous in the first half. But then Harry got that goal and completely neutralized their attack, and it felt like a safe win after he got that goal. Uh, but Tottenham, you have to be very happy about where they stand in the Champions League.
2: Yeah, both of our clubs quarterfinals, man. It's uh, it's exciting. The draw, by the way, is 6 a.m. Eastern time. I have it on my calendar uh, this Friday morning. Yes, a tweet uh, stateside. A nice tweet. So, yeah, maybe maybe I will. Um, I'm gonna be Deville. booking flights. I'm gonna be potentially booking flights right after that. We'll see. We'll see. We've been hearing that for eight well, episodes. Well maybe
1: at six at six oh five Tyndall uh when yeah. Tottenham draws me
2: united. Oh man. It'd be awesome. Yeah, that I dude, cool. I'll I'll call you, buddy. I the thing is the thing is I'm thinking go for I'm thinking legs. I may go for just one match and maybe the Premier League match on the weekend because the more that I read I am less and less confident that I'll be able to get tickets to the new stadium now that it's actually opening, which I don't know if we've talked about, but it's officially opening, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. so I just don't know if I'm gonna be able to get it. So I may need to spend like 200 euros on like a tourist package kind of deal. It's like a you buy like a ho- they require you buy a hotel room, but you're guaranteed a ticket kind of deal. It's like, um, it's yeah, a good deal. It, it's it's not a bad deal. It's not a bad deal. I think 250 is what I saw for the Huddersfield match. So. If I've got to do that, I'll just do the one match. But if my membership actually does allow me, and I'm going to call the ticket office tomorrow morning in London (laughs) and talk to them and just be like, hey, man, what do you think? What are the chances? Like, I'm a new member only for a year. Because they have loyalty points even if you've been in the system for like five years. You can't get
0: no ticket here. This is only for real supporters. You've been a supporter
2: for five (laughs) fucking years, mate. You're not getting in. What are you smoking over there? Um, Call me in 20 years. So we'll see. We'll, We'll see. Yeah. I'm going to try, though. That's for damn sure. Good. Yeah. Good rate. Thank you. So, yeah, crazy week in the Premier League, though, overall, as usual. Wolves with a draw against Chelsea. That was a happy moment, even though yeah. they should have had a win. Beautiful should've goal by Hazard, though, man. You gotta, I love Eden Hazard. I, I hate Chelsea, I think, yeah. more than United. Not as much as Arsenal, but it's close. And I love Eden Hazard. He's a little fucker yeah. if you're playing against him, but he's amazing.
0: He was fun to watch, uh, World Cup wise.
2: Belgium, yeah, absolutely. him and
0: Ericsson to get. Oh no, no, him and Aldevar and Everton. Yeah, they had a fun team, and Lukaku wow.
2: and Moussa Dembele, although he didn't play much. Bel- That's Belgium, right. top to bottom, was incredibly
1: talented. Uh, obviously, they made a, a deep run. Um, yeah, they were fun to watch. I, that was Belgium. Belgium counter-attacking football is the most lethal counter-attacking football I've seen. In a long time There's a lot of teams That do counterattacking Football well And nothing is lethal As what I watched In the World Cup With Belgium
2: Like they went like Nothing is lethal Yeah, yeah. They went from Jan Vertong In it Left wing back You know That's that's what you need Exactly <laughs> That's speed <laughs>
0: That's speed <laughs> Oh man Speaking of speed The other day I
2: did some Adderall Just kidding yes. <laughs> That Sorry. is a real thing Essentially That's yes. what it is that got Yeah weird. essentially Hey, it's Not part man. of life. All right, so we talked about past happenings. Jimmy's feeling good. United's in three competitions. We're still okay because we're in the Champions League quarterfinals, so st- we still feel okay even though we're slipping in the Premier League. Do we want to talk relegation at all? Do we want to talk new predictions for the top six?
0: Um, I don't know if I feel like going over new predictions because it seems to me like yeah. it's clear it's either – Liverpool and Man City one two and then
1: three through six we'll probably cover at Nauseam. Well uh, truth. Let me let me offer like a quick segment and I think that um I think that both of you guys will be able to speak to this um for a nice little segment. Um I just wanted to talk about uh like the US soccer bar scene in the United States. You guys wanna talk about that? Is that cool? Absolutely. Yep. Um, I'll start. I'll start with uh, my last couple experiences. So um, back in February, I was down in Memphis, um, just on a personal vacation uh, with my wife, and we did, got to take in a game um, uh, at a at a bar down there. And like it, I, I found that you can go a lot of places in this country and find a place that is a soccer bar. You know, whether like they all, all have their own supporters. The one we went to in Memphis was an Arsenal bar. Um, which actually is more prevalent than anywhere else. Uh,
2: Ew. Yeah.
1: Arsenal, Arsenal, uh, uh, United States has more Arsenal supporters than um, any other club. Just for it's weird, for God. Sly. Did they have, like, a marketing I, push back I, in the day? I had no idea. I really don't.
2: They were a great squad, though. Like, for 15 years, they were consistently yes. top three. Yeah,
1: they, mm. There you they go. They have good teams. That's all you need. And that, uh, the one in Memphis was awesome. You know, it was uh, owned by an Irish guy. And, like, uh, experience is cool. And, like, they were really inclusive. Even though they were Arsenal fans, and I told them straight up, like, hey, I'm a United fan, they still invited, like, me into, like, their supporter area to watch games and stuff like that. So, I think that that environment is pretty cool. And then um, this past Sunday, you know, I'm, I'm in Philadelphia right now for work, and I came in on Sunday um, early so I could get to a bar to watch the um, Arsenal-United game. And I actually found on that, that link that you put out on the Twitter account uh, a bar. Uh, uh, on So Premier League offers a USA bar finder for essentially its major cities now, and if there's something that you want to add, you should send it. Um, I looked at the Philadelphia one, and I found a bar close to where I'm working, and I went up to it, and it was amazing. Like the, uh, you know, when I got there, um, you know, they're like, "Oh, uh, how can I help you?" I'm like, oh, "I'm here to watch the game." They're like, "Oh yeah, yeah," and they had like a special section where they had it all set aside. They had like the, you know, the the um, the full commentary on over the speakers, and mm, uh, the best. And like everyone there was in like uniforms and uh the guy i sat next to runs a soccer shop here in philadelphia called uh angelos um cool. and like i talked to him for a while and there were some arsenal supporters there and you know like it was it was competitive but at the same time it like you know there's still that camaraderie of like you know just being a soccer fan and they were still like yep. cool you know like it's an american yeah game. we had like a, we had like a pint after the game and like shook hands and talked just talk sports and and I think that that environment is cool, and it helps like you know foster that soccer culture here in the United States. And um, from my experience, it's been awesome. Um, uh, uh, how, how do you guys feel as far as what experiences you've had?
0: I mean, that really –
1: it actually makes me sad. I should probably go
0: down to D.C. and, and watch a few games down there. But what I – I'm thinking about now is just soccer culture in the United States. And it is weird as an American fan, you want to see this culture grow and become something new and different and awesome. And I think our sports are heading that way. Um, Obviously our soccer academies need to reach a different audience as far as sports go for youth in the country. But I do think that there's great hope for soccer culture in the United States right now, and I think the game will continue to grow because of bars like this, uh, because of the excitement and the camaraderie among American fans. So, that's my hope.
2: I would agree. I mean, I, we have a kind of a primary spot in Grand Rapids. It's called Speakeasy, and they have actually outstanding food, but very dive-like feel, and it is an like Arsenal supporter club. Yeah. Mm. Um, another. Yeah, another one, but... Amazing food. They actually sponsor our local uh, minor league soccer, if you will, squad. Uh, They're in the fourth tier of American soccer, Grand Rapids Football Club, GRFC. They march, or they used to at least, from that restaurant all the way to the stadium, the Grand Army, which is pretty cool. So they have a good little culture there. They've done the uh, kit reveals every year at Speakeasy, and it's packed. I remember I worked next door to this building, and I'd go there for lunch because they had good food. I had no idea it was a soccer pub. And then I started to get into it, and I wanted to watch the North London Derby. And it was at 7 a.m. on a Saturday morning. And I'm like, no fucking way this place is going to be open. So I go in there the day before, and I'm like, hey, you know, you guys going to be open? There's this, there's this match tomorrow. It's, um, it's Totten- Tottenham um, versus <laughs> Arsenal. And will you guys be open? It's really early. And he's like, yeah, I mean, we should, be, we should be open by then. And I'm like, okay, well, it sounds like at least, you know, if I'm the only guy in there, whatever, it'll be fun. Supposed to be a soccer spot, soccer pub. I go in at at six fifty five, and it's wall to wall, and there's like two seats at the bar, and it's just so cool to see that. And that was the first time, to Jimmy's point, where I was like, "Hey, there are people watching these matches." And I go there for brunch at least once a month now. because uh, they have outstanding brunch actually in Bloody the, Marys, the, the, and they've reds Rye right on tap. But it's a good spot, man. I,
1: I can speak to uh, the food. The food is fantastic, and it is uh, like it is an awesome venue. I've I've been up to yes. Uh, I told uh, I think I told Bradley um, that uh, we should email there because there's a there's a spot at the bottom of that like if you're if you don't see your pub here you should email this email to add have it added because there's nothing listed in GR um, I think there's a couple in the Detroit area that are listed on that app but like Speakeasy should be known it is it is amazing I'm not trying to hide it from anybody you know I'm not trying to save it for myself it is just an awesome environment that people should be privy to um and i wish i had something like that closer to me but i think those places are becoming more and more that you know like you can count on saturday morning you know where almost wherever you're at there's a place close by that you can go sit at the pub and you know have a good breakfast or have a have a nice beer and 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 watch the game so um, and
2: not get stabbed and people (laughs) just sent people just seem to be interested in it and it, like you said jimmy it cultivates more interest the guy i was there for lunch the other day not even watching a match just in between work and the wait the waiter was a a brighton fan he had just started paying attention to the premier league for like a year and a half and he said everyone gave him shit about being a, a seagull fan and I it's just fun to talk to, it's just fun to talk to people and figure out how they've gotten interested too sure good segue jim absolutely so, I have a debate, but I can save it for my rant. Um, I want you guys, I want to start. I got a survey, a couple questions. I w- actually, just one question. I want to ask go- you guys, see what your response is. Please do. So, it's pretty simple. It's really macro. Is this your
0: rant, though? I'm not, I don't know if I'm ready for a rant yet.
2: No, it's not a rant. Um, just a debate. It's kind of a segue, so I apologize if it's way off topic. But, uh, top five, top five leagues in the world, Um, what would be your ranking? I spent, like I said, a couple of weeks in Spain, and I watched nothing but La Liga matches. Got a lot of respect for the way they play, but maybe Jimmy would be the best, like, most intelligent. Take hey, what on are you this? trying to say here, man? I'm um, sorry, I'm just, we're both. Uh, <clears throat> so when
1: you, when, you, when you say best, are you talking about, like, the best team plays there, or are you talking about top to bottom, the most competitive?
2: I guess both. Okay.
1: Up you can't pick and choose. So
2: I, Up to your interpretation, yeah. So
1: I would say top to bottom, most competitive, um, starting number one, would be the English Premier League. And that's because there's more.
2: <laughs> surprise, motherfuckers. Yeah, it's not, it's,
1: it's, <laughs> it's not a surprise. So there's, I mean, um, you know, Leicester aside, you know, if we're talking like top six, there's there's more opportunities for more teams to win that league than the other league. So England's easy, number one. Uh, number two would be Spain. Um very clearly, I mean, obviously, Real and Barcelona are the class, but Atletico Madrid is very good. Um, you've seen teams like Valencia be good. Uh, Sevilla, Sevilla has been good. Last couple years, they won a couple of Europa leagues. Like they have, they have. I mean, that's just to name a few. They they do have lots of quality teams. Um, Via Real, the Yellow Submarine. I love that. Um, it's a great moniker. Um, very Michael. Cool. Uh, so they'd be number two for me. Number three would be Germany. Um, and you know, as much as it's been dominated by Bayern Munich, you know Dortmund is very good, and very you know, very much challenging this year. Um, they've had teams that have been good in the Champions League, if not you know, winning um, uh, if not winning the uh, the Bundesliga. But uh, you know, uh, Schalke is obviously down, but like they they always seem to have some good teams there. So I would put them at number three. RB Leipzig
0: yep. right now with our boy. Tyler
1: Winifred Adams. Um, And I put Germany followed close by Italy at number four. Uh, You know, obviously Juventus is incredibly class. Juventus has won, I want to say, eight. Um, They've won more in a row than even Bayern Munich has in the German league. I want to say they won, like, eight in a row. But, like, that that doesn't discount, like, teams that have been good, like Napoli has been good the last couple years. Um, Roma. Yeah, Roma has been, like, they've made the quarterfinals, I'm sorry, the semifinals of of the Champions League last year. Um, you know, teams like AC Milan and Inter Milan have been historically good um, you know, whether or not they're making a comeback that's you know up to conjecture. Uh, there's teams that I you know are respected and recognize like Fiorentina and and Lazio and Italy Italy can be good um, but I put them behind the, the German League at this point point. and then fifth I would put, um, as far as European goes, I'd put the French league, and you know, r- mm-hmm. right now it is essentially dominated by by PSG. But it, it was only a year or two ago that Monaco won the league. Um, even though I think they're like facing a relegation battle, which is <coughs> crazy. You know, they're they're another club that seems to like go through like waves of like young guys. I mean, they had Mbappe um, and Joao Moutinho, who plays for the Wolves now. Um, you know they had they had some they had some play Yuri Tillemans, who uh, plays for, he's on loan at Leicester who's actually been uh, very impressive. Um, and, you know they have they have cycled through some young talent. They they are down, but like the French league, top to bottom is not not awesome. But that's why you know with PS with 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 PSG in there. Um, do you like do you like clubs
0: that let you play uh, that play young, with with young guys?
2: Well. You worded that poorly. Phrasing.
0: (laughs) That was worded
1: perfectly. Uh, (laughs) Phrasing. Yes. I
0: I studied a little. What you got, Uh, No comment. That sounded pretty brilliant to me. Uh, As he was saying, I was shaking my head yes, like I knew something, but. Fair enough. I've got nothing else. I mean, it seemed pretty legit. Although, maybe slot MLS in there at uh, 74th.
2: Mm, yeah that's that's, about
0: that's that's
1: about right that's pretty aggressive i think that they come in slightly behind where's mls where where would you put slightly behind actually keep going down until you get to no i can't there's like i'm gonna go for a while
2: (laughs) yeah premier league la liga bundesliga Serie. um you got netherlands belgium ireland scottish league turkey Chinese League, Greece, Chinese Greek League, 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 and then maybe you get to MLS. Well,
1: Chinese League, Chinese League spent. No, Chi- you gotta go through South America first. Chinese League Fuck. has a different like spending structure than uh, the MLS does. Um, fair question, Bradley. Because I know I know how you feel about um, some of the clubs there. Would you? How do you feel about the Dutch League
2: versus the French League?
0: I love the Dutch
2: League. Dutch League all day over the French <laughs> League. Bunch of fucking pussies. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the so French league is a joke to me. You have to take PSG to
1: out, of the, uh, out of the equation, though, right? If you're judging the league as a whole, because PSG is a monster. That's true. And then
2: yep, that's fair. I mean, you've got PSV Eindhoven, who's decent. Bottle it. Yep. AC uh, Alkmaar. Yep. Not that good. I mean, I yeah, they're Al-Kamar. not. They're not. <laughs> don't say that. Um, obviously, Ajax, though. Ajax through the quarterfinals. If I'm talking right now in this moment. I'm gonna give myself the nod for the Dutch league um, over the French league on the overall, especially since hey, I mean they got one in the quarterfinals. French league doesn't have any. Correct. So if no, we're no. talking current state, yeah, but yeah. I, I I know what you mean. I just I love Ajax because I went to Amsterdam. Cool. I walked by their no, stadium. No, I mean, what did you no, do wait, in uh, Amsterdam? no
1: French league, no French league teams yet, but Lyon still has to play Barcelona tomorrow. Yeah.
2: That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, what I forgot that, about Lyon. They're solid you're probably right I just I like the development aspect I, I think that there's more, richer development that comes from the Netherlands but I, I
1: enjoy the Dutch League I feel like it's it, it can be underrated because it can be built as a developmental league um, It's cute oh I, well, I think it's, it's I cute. think it's the same I think it,
0: tiny country I
1: think it gets the same dismissal that the Scottish Premier League gets and you know it doesn't develop like Scottish Premier League doesn't develop players the same way but it can't be easily dismissed as like a lesser league and i get it but you know like there are some like celtic has has had some quality teams in the last couple of years you know Ranger, rangers rangers has been building um the last couple of years and i mean i
2: oh do me rangers I,
1: I, rangers i love i love
2: you forever noise uh, <laughs> i love the rangers uh i love, em. I love them <laughs> He does. <laughs> All right, I got. I got just to go back. Premier League, La Liga, agreed. But I'm gonna go Serie A over Bundesliga just because of the depth. I think that traditional powers in Milan with AC and Internazionale. Uh, I like. I like them a lot. They used to be my squad. Inter with Samuel Leto and Diego Milito and um, Wesley Schneider from the Netherlands. They were sick. Yeah. They won a Champions League actually. With Jose Mourinho, that fuck. Um, so I'm gonna go traditional powers, giving giving the depth a little Serie A, just the the nudge over Bundesliga. But I don't yep. know. I mean, it. I can agree with you too, Jim. Well, uh, and then and then I got Netherlands in fifth.
1: So the only differentiating factor I have, and in, in whether it's fair or not, to the quality of play on the field, is the quality of fandom. Um, like, for whatever Italy is, everything aside. Like I watched. I turned
2: on the. <laughs> I tur- How many times are you gonna hit yeah. that? <laughs> it's well, it's four. Well, I don't get I don't get much from the polls. Me- well, initially. Yeah,
0: that that is a different thing in general. What you got going on there? Yeah. But Jimmy.
1: <laughs> uh, distracted. Um, no, I was say like as far as fandom <laughs> goes, like I I, I think I, I turned on the uh the Napoli Juventus game the other day, and like there was like so many empty seats like one of the most premier like like at this point like the two of the best teams in syria there were so many empty seats and that's sad well that's what i'm saying like yeah it like it like it totally took me out of you know the quality like watching the quality of play that was on the field and i think brad i think brad's right like maybe like top to bottom like quality of play um as far as talent wise in italy could be it is better than the german league right now um
2: it, the excitement isn't there though, to your point. Yeah,
1: like you turn on a German game, those crazy fucks like are like, wall to wall, like, you know.
2: Yeah, they are very, very Our passionate fan base. Beast. I mean, yeah, they. The shit. guys I met in the Netherlands were from Germany. They're like working for a summer, just doing bad things. But they were Dortmund fans. One of them, one of them was a Dortmund fan. And the other one was. I think Hanover, Jim, and like a like a club that is always mid table, never even top three or four, mm-hmm. and just loved this club, and you could just he could talk your ear off about it. So definitely passionate fans. Keep in mind, Italy's economy has since the recession been in the fucking tank as well. Still sucks. They still have financing issues. Yeah, not good. Yep. Anyway, no. good point. On that note. Oh, good point. Depressing.
0: So tell me more about their economic policy, <laughs> Brad.
2: I actually could talk <laughs> sure. for a little bit, on I'm not going to. I'm no. curious.
0: Who cares? I, I do. No, I, I, I do. Let's just avoid that. You're yeah, right, please. You're right. Yeah.
2: You're fine. You're yeah. This, fine. Is, this is soccer for God's sakes. <laughs> Stick All right. to Soccer. So upcoming matches. I think we're at that time for maybe maybe some upcoming matches dialogue. What, what do you think? Three weeks.
0: We have three weeks. Well, to no, decide.
1: we have well, we have for Spurs. Hey, I, I have yeah. an FA Cup match this weekend. I don't know about exactly. That.
2: There you go. So let's look at that. Who are they playing? The Wolves.
1: It's gonna be a great matchup. We're at the Molyneux, so it's gonna be um, the third straight uh, away match in the FA Cup for us. You know, um, we beat Arsenal, we beat Chelsea away, um, but Wolves have been playing outstanding soccer. You know, I think we've talked about their quality. Um, you know, it was awesome having Chris uh, uh, on the podcast um, for an interview. Um, Shout out Chris! Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, having his insight and, and I think that he's absolutely right. Like Michael asked him about like top four prospects and and he said why not? Like why wouldn't they shoot for that? And I think I think that he's absolutely right. They they have they have shown that they want to invest in the quality, like they have good players, um and and as long as they hold on to those players and are willing to continue to invest going forward, um, they are gonna be a good team and they are a good team now and and I, I'm I'm honestly worried about going to play them, you know. Um, yeah. Away, they are very they're very well set up. They're very disciplined. They're well they're well coached. Um, uh, I think that it's going to be an incredible matchup. Uh, I would I would love to sit here and tell you that that uh, I know for sure we're going to win. But I think it's just going to be um, exciting to watch. I, I'm hoping we get some more guys back healthy. You know. Um, as we continue to build up for this last sort of, like, Premier League push, uh, Champions League push, FA Cup push, whatever it is, the more options we can have for that, the better. So, um, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting game. Um, uh, what time is it? When is it? Uh, it's on Saturday, and um, I'm not sure of the time. Uh, I'll look it up while you guys are
2: 8.15 a.m. Eastern Time. Perfect. Thank you. No, I'm that, sorry, that, that's not right. Is that it's three
1: three fifty five. Three fifty five. It's on ESPN, wow. ESPN Plus, I believe.
2: Yeah, FA oh. Cup is on there. Yes. Uh, That's accurate. That's an accurate statement. So this is the quarterfinals, actually. So it's getting getting close now.
0: I remember what I was gonna say about the sports bar situation.
2: Do it. No, I'm.
1: Yeah, I'll say. Oh wow. It's only. Hold on. Hold on. I, I. Uh. So. Oh, the schedule thing is messed up. Oh, yeah, it's postponed. Yeah, it is 3.55 p.m. um, on Saturday is the FA Cup. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, ESPN had it all messed up there. They said they were supposed to play Arsenal, which they were in in the Premier League. Go on.
2: Reschedule. Yep.
0: It's only $190 for a full season for a bar to broadcast Premier League games in America. So if you're a bar owner, it's cheap as fuck. Do it. Why, why, why are you not doing
2: that? I'm going to buy a bar just so I can be the official Tottenham bar in Grand Rapids and pay $190 for Premier League well, Broadcasting, Michael. Brad, Brad Bradley, Bradley, here. Shot A shot glass full of tears. Absolutely. Let me give you comes, comes with a membership. Let me
1: give you a better option because there's already a million things in Grand Rapids. There is zero soccer bars in Kalamazoo. We could, Fair enough. We could be the soccer bar... I'll even let you be the official home of Tottenham, but as
2: long as we're having soccer on, <laughs> as long as we're having soccer on Saturday mornings, Jimmy just wants a majority stake, and I can have a Tottenham gar- bar. Yes. <laughs>
0: One, two, kazoo. <laughs>
2: That's fair. That's fair. All right. So we got the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. Yes. Chance for a trophy for United. It's exciting. Oh. Away, Wolves are tough. What you got, Jim? Um, Score. Goals. I, I'm, gonna,
1: I'm gonna be optimistic and say uh, uh, United two to one late. Michael, Wolves
0: one nothing.
2: I, I got United in extra time two 0 two goals in extra time.
1: Well, they uh, I don't think they play extra time this. Or does it
2: season. go to penalties now? I, I
1: don't think it goes to penalties. I think that it's still like. Uh, I think at this point in the competition if they tie it'll just be a, a scheduled for a new match later on
0: really' yes. a brand new match yeah. I'm pretty sure and if it's... someone wins it's over
2: if they get through extra time right Jim they'll go to extra time still I'd but imagine they play a whole new match it's quarterfinals we'll have to look that one yeah, up yeah we and follow ha- we up. have to look
1: it up the look up the rules but I know that there are some there. There are occasions, and I can't remember where they stopped doing ties um, with a replay. They call them replays. Um, yep. I uh, I can't remember at what point in the competition that they stopped doing replays and do extra time and finals. They, they wouldn't do they wouldn't do extra time and have a replay. It would just be normal time then a replay. If they did extra time, it would just be to like kill it. So um, we'll have to look that up. Uh, that is a good, a good point.
0: I wonder what the most replays in FA Cup are. Like, is there someone that's played three games? Well, There's only
1: two, games? and then it goes to penalties in yeah, yeah. uh, the, yeah, so, yeah, the replay. Right. So like, the, second, the second replay, if it's still Dang it. a tie, they'll go extra time.
2: Yeah. Right. So the semifinals move to the different format. It looks like all competition rounds are replay as an option still. Who else for quote for quote uh, Swansea. There's a couple of yeah. Swansea ahead, Swansea's
1: Jan. playing Man City. Um and Watford is playing Crystal Palace. And there's somebody else still in it. Um uh, what's the
2: Millwall and Brighton. Yes. Go Millwall. Millwall. Yes. Yeah. Dude, Millwall is what Green Street Hooligans, that and West Ham, they're they're like bitter, bitter, bitter rivals. And that's what all the violence has started in Green Street Hooligans and the real one.
0: What movie's that?
2: God damn it. And Millwall is a second tier team, right, Jim? They're in the championship, I think. So it's exciting for them. Yeah,
1: they're they're a low end yeah. table in the championship, but they are having a. It's an exciting for run. them, man. Yeah, Absolutely, it's yeah. fun. Um, uh, we we will have some Premier League this weekend. Um, oh, really? Yeah, there. I mean, there's like some random matches like, Bournemouth against Newcastle, Burnley against Leicester. West Ham against is Chelsea H- playing? Yeah, Ch- uh, Chelsea plays on ah. yeah. on Sunday against Everton. Um, and there you and, go. That'd be a good match. And Fulham against Liverpool on Sunday as well. Um,
0: nice. I thought we were Premier League list. This this is uh, exciting. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Yep. No, oh, this is a full schedule.
1: Well, it's not. I mean, it's not full, but like there are games. So.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, FA Cup, Premier League, sprinkle it all in, you get a fine, Stu. Well, yeah, steal. we are.
0: It's fine. It works.
1: We
2: are. Uh, we are quickly approaching an international
1: break. Um, overall, yes, so. That leads
0: nicely into my rant, if you guys don't mind. Go, I think it's time. Yeah.
1: Time. Yes. Go ahead. Well,
0: uh, this one goes out to Greg Berhalter. What are you thinking? What are you fucking thinking? You're an idiot. Why would you not bring in Sargent and Weah? It's insane. It's stupidity. Are you watching the same game that everyone else in the world is watching? Picking MLS players to go to this fucking international break, wasting time? I hate you. I hate you so much. Just bring those players. Can you put them in the Gold Cup, please?
1: That's it.
2: It's fair. I, Don't disagree.
1: I, I, I agree. I think that the The crazy thing is, is like if if you want to make the argument that MLS players are like you know more ready to go, it's it's impossible to make because the MLS season just started as well. So it's not like you know those guys are in form, you know, like mid season in form or whatever. Like it's actually opposite of Sargent and Wea, So it is, it is a it was sad. It's a hard thing to reconcile. Absolutely, I think you made. I think your your anger is not ill founded.
0: We'll see. I want to focus next week's episode on the positives of these MLS. Yeah,
1: well, and, so. and hopefully we, you know, um, um, bringing in Sammy um, for the interview. Um, Sammy, right? Yes, Sammy. Yeah. Shout out, Sammy. Yes. So bringing in Sammy next week for for an interview. I think that who plays at Watford apparently. Yeah. Or or Wolford. Wolford. A
0: D one. He plays D one soccer. Yeah.
1: Uh, so like having that as, like that that perspective will be good next week. I'm looking forward to what he has to say. Um, Yeah, Tyndall, you got a rant, comment,
2: commentary? Just excitement this week because the new stadium is actually opening and all those drone videos that I've watched will finally pay off a little bit. It's just going to be fun to watch a Premier League broadcast and see them actually in their home. You know, they don't have to travel to Wembley every week. Um, They got the whole supporters group around them excited for the matches and uh I think that it could be awful and they don't adapt well but if I had to guess I think it's going to be a huge boost and hopefully keeps us in the top four honestly. I think it can save at, the season.
0: At Nike Stadium. Nike. Apparently Nike Stadium they don't say Nike in the UK?
2: They no, that's I mean, there's there's been multiple rumors. Nothing's confirmed, but um, North Lo- the Lord, the North London Stadium um, is at White Hart Lane is what they're calling it with the Nike symbol as as a logo is another rumor that was out there. There was some materials that were printed that said that. Um, we'll see. Yeah, well the Nike Stadium alone sounds kind of lame, but whatever. It's gonna be a beautiful. Well, I heard venue. they don't
0: say like Nike, they say say Nike in UK. Have you hmm. heard
2: that? I have not heard that.
0: We need a Brit to confirm.
2: Yeah, we can, we can work on that. But yeah, I just I'm just pumped. I'm pumped for him to finally get in there. Um, it'll be nice. Jim. Big boost.
0: Rant, commentary, statistics,
1: statistics. Statistics. I did not prepare any. <laughs> I did not. thick. I did not prepare any statistics <laughs> this week. Um. Oh Lord.
0: Oh. Did you prepare the vodka? And uh, uh, a whiskey, 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 a
1: cold, a cold whiskey drink. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't. But I, I, I do want to reiterate, um, and really drive home the point um, that I interviewed with Mike last week about the rules changes that are coming. Um, the one I didn't highlight in the in the podcast is that and I texted you guys, is that um, going forward, you won't be able to include players uh, attacking players in the wall. like So a free kick you see now where a defensive team will line up and an offensive player will insert himself in there or put himself at the end of the wall. Um, You even see some cases where a guy will uh, stand inside the wall like eight yards instead of ten, and when he goes to kick, he'll bull rush his way through it. that is going by the wayside. Uh, so, it, you know, going forward, they, they will have to be at least a meter away from the wall at the time of uh, a free kick. So as much as, you know, football is moving towards, you know, a lot of, like, set play goal production, and you see that now with your corner kicks, through uh, free kicks, um, et cetera, uh, that this will have a big impact about the way the teams attack goals, the way teams set up. You know, there's a lot of teams that are predicated a lot on, uh, you know, set piece goals, uh, um, and so. It's funny. It's It's funny that you
0: mentioned that actually, because midweek this week, I thought about the WordPress goal and walls in general, and you are a goalie, so this is a good person to ask. Okay. What happens if you just get rid of the goal, the the wall? I feel like the goalie would have a pretty good chance at seeing the ball. It, is there any talk of it, that? Ever? It, de- it
1: depends on where it's from. So like, there, like you see the ball, like if if you're talking about like twenty yards away, right, just outside the eighteen, like I have to have a wall because you're talking about the goal itself is eight feet tall by twenty four feet wide, and you know, I am I am only six feet tall, so I I'm, I'm less than most of these Premier League keepers. So, you know, De Gea is six three. Um, and obviously very athletic, so he can cover a lot of the gold.
2: Oh, he's so
0: athletic.
1: I love his your, chest. Your Reese is, he is amazing. Your Reese is 6'2", uh, I, I believe. Uh, at any rate, like... Another drunk driver. Another drunk driver.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Get him off the road.
1: So, but you're talking about just, like, this sheer, like, you know, sheer geometry of it. Like, I can only cover physically. I can only cover so much. So, you have to have a wall in that situation. Um, Why? <laughs> just kidding. You have to have a wall in the situation. And there are, like, you know, some of the longer ones, like you see the Ward Prouse one from like 35 yards and stuff like that. Um, I even lean back to uh, a couple years ago, actually, when, um, and I I, I I nod to this, um, the reaction more than the goal itself, but uh, um, Chahanaglu, for uh, when he was playing for, I want to say Leverkusen. Did a free kick against Dortmund in the German league, and it was from no joke, like it was just inside the halfway line. So you're talking about like fifty some yards away from goal, and uh, like they had like a, a they had like a, a one guy wall in front of it, but he's not blocking anything at that point. And that one was wild, you know, like it hit it. He hit a knuckle ball. The goalie couldn't react. It went in. So there are some stuff that you can't react to, but like in a lot of cases on the close ones. Um, you're you're basically increasing your percentage by setting up the wall in a certain way and so offensively they counterattack that by um, you know if this guy's going to bend it I'm going to want to set my wall like the guy's going to the goalie's going to set his wall and I'm going to put a guy at the end of the wall to like kind of collapse that wall or like open one end of that the way I want to bend the ball you know.
0: Right which is why they always put a left foot right foot over the ball correct
1: and in you see, in the the big one recently has been um, so the wall has to be ten yards away from the spot of the ball, and so um, defensive players can't be inside the ten yards, but offensive players can. So a guy will line up at like eight yards away, and right before the ball is kicked, he'll run into the wall, basically collapsing a hole in that wall that that ball will be shot behind. So they're they're trying to cut down on that sort of stuff, and that like it it will make a difference. Um, you know, on some of those free kick plays. And I think that those small rules that people don't acknowledge or realize make it a bigger difference in the game overall, the way the teams attack the game overall than people realize. And I'm not trying to like bog people down in the analytics or the tactics of stuff, but it's just something to watch and to recognize going forward.
2: Keep we will use peepers. our binoculars to keep watch. Your
0: pee- keep your peepers out.
2: Keep an eye out. See what happens.
0: MLS action. No one cares. Good night. Good night. Adios. and the Devil. and the Devil. This <laughs> is and the Devil. This is the Devil. This is and the Devil. This is and the Devil. This is and the Devil. This is the Devil and the devil this is Rooster 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 and the devil this is and the devil this is Rooster and the devil this is Rooster and the devil Rooster the devil rooster and 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 the devil goodbye